longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. No act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. A song. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Katie Chu and today's theme is the gift of kindness. Today we have Express Yourself reporter Siri Panindra debuting as a host, joining me for our hour-long show. We are excited to introduce Siri. Thanks Siri for joining our star hosting team. Hi, Katie. I'm thrilled to be moving up to becoming a host and know that today is the perfect day to begin because I'm joyful. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you too can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. Be The Star You Are needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at www.bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. In addition to Siri debuting as a host today, to start off this hour, she is back with another installation of her segment, My Journey of Life. Hey, Siri. Hi, Katie. So just to jump right in, we have the theme of kindness for today's show. And I just wanted to ask, from your perspective, what is kindness? I believe kindness is just helping others and expressing your gratitude and thankfulness. A quote that I really like that summed up kindness is by Mother Teresa, which is, kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. And this quote just shows the positive impact you're making on someone by showing how grateful you are for them. Kindness can be done through actions or thoughts and speech, and we all have the potential to make or break someone's day. And I found out that we have a National Act of Kindness Day on February 17th, so mark that on your calendar. But remember, to, but remember that every day is Kindness Day, so any day you can be kind. Friendship Day is also this Sunday, so be sure to express your love to your friends because they make you smile each and every single day. I actually do remember Kindness Day on February 17th. Just this previous year was the first time I heard of it. I was looking through my school calendar and it was marked National Act of Kindness Day. And I thought, what is this day? I've never heard of it. And I remember our school was passing out little little um, notes that were saying, oh, you should be kind to someone or all those kind of school programs that push for these kind of days where you can do something 
for in order to celebrate National Act of Kindness Day. But since we are talking about kindness and these act, actions of kindness that we've learned a lot about in school, heard a lot about, and we probably see it every single day of our lives, I wanted to ask, do you have any personal experiences with small acts of kindness? I feel there are no boundaries for being kind. Even a small act of kindness makes someone's day for instance, my mom and I, we went to Walmart the other day and we bought some blankets and packets of bread. And every now and then we keep it in our van and we ran into a person with a sign and he also had a dog and we were so happy giving them the bread and the blanket. It just made our day and it made their day too. And it makes us feel happy about life and we feel so good that we put a smile on someone's face and we can be kind to anyone and everyone um, another story that happened recently on the last day of school. So we have a cross guard near my sister's elementary school. And he's someone who we see every single day. And he protects us from any accidents. And my sister and I are planning to buy him a nice t-shirt and a small cap to show him that we really appreciate his health every day. Um, this goes a long way and it makes you feel great at the end of the day. In fact, I would like to take this time and express my gratitude to you, Katie, Cynthia, our voice engineer, and the whole Be The Star You Are organization, because you guys helped me express myself and find my true inner self. So thank you, guys. Thank you to our listeners, too. Oh, that was so sweet. Thank you, Siri. And I you know, thank you and everyone else around us, especially the people who work with us to create this whole organization and to really achieve our goals and creating positive message media. Everyone who has helped us come this far and is currently helping us too, are incredible people for really doing all that they can to help spread teens and youth's ability to speak out and have a voice. But as you were kind of talking about personal experiences, it made me think of a question I had a few days ago. I was actually going to a, a celebration for new students for my college and it was being held at someone's house. And my dad thought that we should bring some kind of gift because we were going to someone's house. And I thought, oh, maybe we would seem like a pushover then to be giving a gift when it's some a kind of big celebration. But then the thought af- afterwards, as we were going to the house, came to me that I feel that giving a gift is never really a bad thing. I think everyone is glad to receive something from someone else. If you're questioning it, questioning it it's probably better to really go for it rather than to hold back too much and think, oh, I don't want to express myself too strongly. But I wanted to continue our conversation on kindness and acts of kindness that you've seen and you've done personally with some other examples of kindness that teens can do in their community. Could you expand on that? Yes, definitely. So there are a lot of different ideas and some other ways to be kind include helping an elderly person with their groceries I actually um, ran into someone who had a wheelchair and I noticed that that person was struggling to put the groceries in the car. So I offered to help and it just put a smile on my day and their day and it was just super cool. Um, You can also write a handwritten note showing your thankfulness to probably your teacher or anyone who helps you and basically expressing your gratitude to someone who has helped you. That's just, that's great. And here's a small list that teens can do in their community You can make handwritten cards for children at local hospitals, leave a kind note on your neighbor's door. Um, You can give a chilled Gatorade for the crosswalk guard near your house. You could leave a basket full of goodies on Halloween or Christmas. 
I actually got a basket on my doorstep on Halloween and I was so surprised. And I still do not know who gave it to me, but it definitely made my day. And you can even write a card for your local fire station or police station showing how much you're thankful for them protecting you each and every single day. There's so many ways to be kind. You can be fun and be creative with it. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned that you could leave a kind note on your neighbor's doorstep or even write a card. And even though those may seem like small things, as I was packing my stuff to leave for college this summer, I realized that the things that I ended up keeping and really putting in my box for memories were the cards that people wrote me and the notes that people gave me. And I think even though they seem like small things, it can really have a big impact. But you, Siri, you started an organization to help terminally ill children. Can you talk about that a little bit and connect it to today's theme of kindness? I started a small organization, You and I Give, where we raise funds for local terminally ill children's hospitals. And I'm even going to start a club next year, so hopefully that goes well. And her recent project is to raise $1,000 for terminally ill children at George Mark Children's House. It's based in San Leandro, and that's not too far from me. And so far, we fortunately raised about $230. And I did this by asking my friends to give donations instead of presents for my 15th birthday. And I'm planning to do that this year for my 16th birthday, too. Um, And this amount will be used to provide financial support to cover the family's and patients' costs of um, bereavement for families, memory-making supplies, hydrotherapy sessions, which really calm the children down, and also medications and medical devices. Wow, that's an incredible an incredible act of, act of kindness you're doing, Siri, to be able to raise, I mean, so far $230 is still a good chunk of the goal that you've created for, um, for being able to donate to the George Mark Children's House. And for you to ask your friends to give you a donation instead of gifts for your 15th birthday, I think for a lot of people, that's something that they wouldn't think of. And that's definitely, most definitely a great demonstration of kindness. So this organization, You and I Give, what inspired you to help terminally ill children? I would like to say that I'm really thankful for my life and everyone's lives around me. And life is a precious gift, and we're all blessed to have it. And the reason I formed this small organization is because seeing kids smile is just priceless, and I just get a feeling of happiness by helping others. And it makes me feel really good on the inside. And let us all come together and make a difference in the world. And even a small act of kindness just warms your heart and puts a smile on their faces. And hope you all can pitch in and make this world a little bit better. And here's a small excerpt from Caitlin Darrow, who's a teenage philanthropist and multimedia journalist. She said, I believe time is the most valuable currency we have as human beings. It's something only you can give. Tomorrow, spend a mere 15 minutes with someone and demonstrate the gift of kindness. Put away your phone, turn off the TV, and truly be present. Whether it's an elderly grandparent or a next-door neighbor, give them your time and enjoy the newfound company. Sometimes people just need a card game, a hug, conversation, or even a random act of kindness. Human connection and acknowledgement is important, and it can be found in the simplest actions. And I thought this really summed up kindness as a whole. I definitely agree. I think kindness, even though it is defined in the dictionary, and, and it is 
seemingly a pretty straightforward idea it's actually it can be simple and it can be complicated and just that it's such a wide range of emotion and action even the smallest things can be seen as kindness and even just something out of respect can be seen as kindness and I think that people don't even realize it but all around us there's kindness everywhere and sometimes I mean, I have a memory personally where I received an act of kindness that happened when I was in seventh grade, which was almost six years ago. And I still think of it sometimes from day to day thinking, wow, I really want to be like that person, be able to be as kind as that person was. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, those kind of emotions stay, stay with you. And those kind of memories are the ones that really stick with you until later on. But That was an incredible segment on Kindness Siri. Thank you so much for that insight into kindness and your personal experiences and how it is connected to the things you are doing and how we can also, we as teens, can exhibit kindness on a daily basis. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this segment. Listeners, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. We have lots of fun events coming up, so check out www.bethestarur.org and follow our blog. I'm Katie Chu. And I'm Siri Panindra. Watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash Be The Star You Are. In addition, Be The Star You Are founder and Express Yourself producer Cynthia Bryan has just authored a brand new book, Growing With The Goddess Gardener. It's now available at cynthiabryan.com slash online dash store with 25% of proceeds benefiting Be The Star You Are and Express Yourself. Make sure to keep listening as we continue our conversation about the gift of kindness. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Siri Panindra on Express Yourself, and today's theme is the gift of kindness. And I'm Katie Chu. In this segment, we have an amazing guest joining us today, an Aston Patterning practitioner and a body-oriented therapist in Santa Barbara for over 40 years, and Todd Hunter-Broad is a recognized master in her field and an author as well, as she writes down-to-earth, compassionate articles on the challenges and rewards of living consciously in the body. In addition, she has produced the beautiful body-centered CD, Body Breath, Three Guided Meditations, and her 
we have her new book, A Guide to Body Wisdom, What Your Mind Needs to Know About Your Body, which can be found online or at local bookstores. With that, let's welcome her onto the show. Hi, Anne. Hi. It's so great having you here. Thank you so much. And just to jump straight into really talking about your work and the kind of book that you've written, what is your background and inspiration for writing your book? Well, my background is a a, a deep love for uh, human beings living in their bodies and how they they, uh, feel about their bodies, how they express through their bodies, how they heal, how they um, perform, how they grow and become all that they can be uh, as, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual human beings. So um, I happened to walk through the door of um, of the, the physical uh, and helping people feel more comfortable in their body is exactly what I, I came to do in this lifetime. Wow, that's very interesting. Can you tell us something about the contents and the organization of your book? So I know that it presents facts and tips and exercises and techniques about building a self-care regimen. Can you further explain the contents of the book? Yes, I'd love to. It, it begins with the chapter, Waking Up, because I found most people that I work with are not really fully awake to the marvels and talents and gifts that their body has to offer. So the first chapter is introducing people to a way of listening to their body that is non-judgmental, uh, that is... Uh, uh, kind of becoming the curious observer of what, of what the body is telling them at any given moment and using that information to make their decisions and uh, live life uh, in a more full way. I have chapter two is a, actually a body wisdom IQ test in which I ask a series of questions and offer, you know, possible multiple choice answers so people can really get an idea of what I'm talking about because I don't think that we really realize the conversation that we're having all the time with our body and how formative that is to our experience of being alive. Right. I think, as you mentioned, a lot of people don't really think about it and don't really consider the questions you were asking earlier, for example, how do we feel more comfortable in the body? But you were mentioning that you talk about a bunch of different methods in your book. Could you expand on just one of them? Well, one of them is uh, one of the ways that I work with people in my in my work in my clinical work is asking them to listen to actual feedback from their body. What is your stomach telling you at any given moment? What do your shoulders tell you? What is your face telling you? There. Uh, they're, they're all expressions of how we're feeling. And a lot of times we try to override those feelings where we could really listen to them and, and become very adept at uh, being emotionally intelligent, making good decisions, uh, communicating well, uh, reading other people and situations, and being kind to ourselves and to others in a really authentic way. That's great. So many people misuse their bodies. How, uh, what advice would you give for people to be kinder to our bodies? Basically, how can we be kinder to ourselves? 
Well, the body, we have, we happen to have bodies that people have had for thousands of years. Our bodies are pretty simply wired in their needs for nutrition and exercise and um, love and uh, delight, uh, uh, challenge. And so not to override all of that with the ability abilities that we have nowadays to use technology to communicate. A lot of times we, we have our relationships are through texting or through, you know, Facebook or Snapchat. And uh, what that does is it puts a distance between us and real life, the real life of the body. So even if you are texting or um, uh, communicating through Snapchat or whatever, if you're in your body when you do it, that makes a huge difference in what what you're communicating to others and what you're receiving back. I think that you can um, you can uh, really shift the way you are in the world by just feeling where your feet are on the ground at any given moment. Like right now in this interview, you know, where are your feet on the ground, and where you know where's the weight, and 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 is your body moving and expressing, even though I can't see you. Um, I, I, Cynthia Bryant, in, in, in her coaching uh, beforehand, said that it would be a good idea to stand and smile during the interview. Well, how brilliant is that? I mean, that's actually inviting a person to be in their body, even though you can't see them. You can actually, and this has been, this has been like proven through, through social science studies, and uh, that you can tell if somebody's smiling or not on the telephone. <laughs> so that makes it, yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can definitely understand that you really, when I'm speaking to some, someone, sometimes I can tell if they're frowning or whether they're smiling, even though we can't see their face or expressions at all. But you yeah. did make a lot of points. Yeah, just earlier that about today's world kind of, we have a lot of students, especially teens who connect with other people through Facebook, online, Snapchat, rather than really paying attention to themselves. And with that, another trend of today is kind of really related to stress. A lot of people feel stress in so many ways. And I was wondering, how is that connected to your work? You must treat a lot of people who have are under a lot of stress on a daily basis, and that is affecting their ability to connect and feel comfortable with their own body. Seriously, that is the main reason why teenagers come to see me is because they're feeling anxiety and stress and the pressures that life has put on them. Uh, so, yes, and one of my chapters is called Stress and Relaxation uh, because it's so important that we know how to read our body, the tension in our shoulders, in our jaw, behind our eyes. There's ways that when we connect through the body, we can let that soften and expand and, you know, our shoulders to move when we walk. If we keep ourselves frozen in that tension, then the anxiety and the stress just builds on itself so that you know, sleeping is difficult, uh, you know, taking tests is, is agony, um, being in a, you know, emotionally tricky conversation can be very anxiety-producing. But if you're in your body and you really, you really soften your belly 
you uh, keep the tension out of your jaws just by paying attention to, okay, there's tension and then there's softness. It's almost like it's a contraction and a release. And once you tune into your body, you can really kind of direct whether you're going to be tense going into a meeting or a a presentation or a conversation uh, uh, with somebody else or whether you're going to walk into that, through the door, into that relationship with ease and confidence and um, bringing your body with you. Yes, definitely. I actually listened to your video on your website, and it was about five tips of sleeping. I personally, I cannot sleep well, and it might be actually, as you said, about the stress that we go and we undergo each and every single day. Um, So I have another question for you. Who would benefit from reading this book? So I know a lot of teenagers, including me, we go through a lot of stress, and even adults, but who do you feel would most likely benefit from the book and can actually connect I think that probably the motivation for people coming to see me in my studio um, would be the motivation for people to pick up my book. And that's that already their body has spoken to them in some way, letting them know that they're un- it's unhappy, it's uh, overworked, it's uh, uh, wanting something different creatively. So anybody who li- would like to shift, shift that in their life if you pick up the book, your body's actually going to get, you're going to get your body on board uh, for the, the changes that you want. The, the book is like very uh, oriented towards self-help. So it's a step-by-step and you can pick up the book at any, and open it to any place and get a tip for how to go to sleep or how to, um, uh, how to listen to your intuition or how to deal with uh, a chronic illness or, um, or heal from something as simple as a cold or allergies during the summer. Right. I definitely agree that there's so many ways to, there's so many people who don't realize that they aren't aware of their own bodies. As you mentioned earlier, people don't realize that their body is telling them something. For example, I once my coach told me about an experience where she was so nervous she had her hands on her hips and when she came home and she took off her shirt she realized there were bruises on her hips and she didn't even realize how hard she was gripping herself because she yes. was so anxious. And I'm thinking yes. how can someone be so unaware of their own bodies and I guess we don't even realize it. And I'm sure you've had so many experiences where you've thought wow, so many people don't really realize how unaware they are. And I just want to ask, how did you, how did you get into all of this? Just realize, oh, people really have a lack of awareness about their bodies and need to pay more attention to it. Well, I think that it, it came from a great compassion for the human condition. I originally worked with little children and, and worked with them developmentally, helping them uh, learn how to move and uh, children who had a little bit of a deficit in their motor perception. Uh, and I noticed that, that when I related to them as a whole person, that they responded really well and actually that they learned through my interaction with them more than through my words or, you know, what I told them to do, uh, uh, 
or exercises I gave them, that they actually were picking up a lot of information just about the way that I was in my body and the way I related to them. So um, that that was very fascinating, and I decided that I wanted to work with adults and teenagers because it's a little bit more complex. You have more of the personality in place uh, as we get older, and uh, fortunately or unfortunately, many more years of delivering the same messages. What's really curious, and I would like you and your readers to think about this, is that a lot of the ways that you interact with your body, a lot of the ways that you speak to your body are actually ways that your parents have or your coaches have or your teacher, teachers have related to theirs. We model ourselves uh, through imitation. Uh, after the people around us. So to observe that and say, well, do I really feel that way about myself or do I really um, think that uh, I don't have a chance to uh, to be on this team or, I, I, uh, uh, or that I'm stuck with this body that nobody's going to like or wh- whatever it is that, that your internal dialogue is, it has going on because believe me, Everybody's got this internal dialogue that is really often negative. And if you can turn that around and make it a positive, even if you don't quite believe it yet, make it a positive and take it out in the world and see what happens. So if you say, yes, I can make that team or, you know, I, I like my body. Even if you feel like, yeah, you know, I just kind of wish that my legs were thinner or my, you know, my face was, rounder or whatever uh, are the models that we have for how we're supposed to be in the world are really quite cruel. They're not kind at all. Uh, uh, My daughter was a a fashion designer, is a fashion designer, and she said that even the fit models, the models who come to to, um, model the clothing, that they Photoshop the photographs of these very thin women uh, and thin, you know, or buff men, they Photoshop them so they look more like they think they should look. Well, nobody really looks like that. So, you know, to change that internal dialogue, I think that's really important, don't you? Yes, that that's actually very true because many teenagers these days are really insecure about your body and you have to love yourself, like you said, and we have to you know, have positive message media and even Barbies, they're now improved um, in having thicker bodies and like more realistic humans. And that's really true. We have to ultimately love ourselves. That was a fascinating conversation. And I would really love to keep talking about your work and your body wisdom and loving ourselves. Unfortunately, we're out of time for this segment, but we will continue our conversation in the next part of our show Listeners, be sure to learn more about Anne at www.addandtoadhunterbroad.com and check out her insightful work at www.bodywisdomforlife.com. I'm Siri Paninja. And I'm Katie Chu. Visit www.bethestarur.org for more information about Express Yourself and Be The Star You Are. And look forward to chapters from our new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. Also check out Chicken Soup for the Garden Soul and Growing with the Goddess Gardener by Be The Star You Are founder and director Cynthia Bryan. 
Go to www.bethestarur.org slash events to find out more about upcoming opportunities for spreading positivity as a part of our charity. This has been another segment of Express Yourself Team Radio. Make sure to keep listening as we continue our enlightening conversation on the gift of kindness. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Katie Chu, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we're extending a wonderful discussion about the gift of kindness with Aston, Aston Patterning, practitioner and body-oriented therapist, and Todunter Broad. And I'm Siri Panindra. Discover how to listen to, understand, respect, and work with your body's innate wisdom in everyday living with Anne's newest book, A Guide to Body Wisdom. This down-to-earth guide presents facts and tips, exercises and techniques, a self-evaluation, and a step-by-step instruction on building a self-care regimen that works. Welcome back, Anne. Thank you again for joining us on Express Yourself. Thank you. So I'd like to start off with um, a question. So in your book, you wrote that healing from the inside means knowing how to find and use the extensive resources of your sentient body. Will meditation help? I actually do uh, 15 minutes of meditation every day, and do you recommend meditation? Oh, absolutely. Uh, meditation, I mean, if you, if, you, if you think of it, meditation is that you're sitting with your body. So in that process, you're paying attention. You are there in that moment listening to and sitting with your body. And it's a wonderful time to, like, actually invite your body to tell you some things. If you're, if you're wondering about something in your life, you create an opening through the meditation for your body actually to deliver some communication. That's where we have those aha moments, uh, those breakthroughs, those epiphanies about, oh, that's what I should do, or no, that's, how I should, that's how I should communicate, whatever it is. And uh, I think that meditation really creates the opening for that to happen. You were just talking about how we could learn a lot of things about our own bodies while 
spending some time kind of listening to it, I was just wondering, what would you learn about your own body? How would how would that message come through? And what would what would you think as you received that message? Well, one of the things that that I, I do when when I sit quietly with my body, listening to my body, is is that I pay attention to the emotional tenor. Sometimes things have happened during the day that really do bother me or are happening in my life that are disturbing or have brought up old memories or old feelings. And I see that the emotional body is something that's always in flux. It's always moving. So like the weather moving across the sky, if I pay attention to what my body is feeling emotionally, then I can give expression to that both through sound and gesture and keep the, keep the emotional body healthy. But I'm not piling on, you know, like yesterday's aggravation on today's anxiety on tomorrow's um, disappointment, whatever that is. So you wrote um, that if you're being physical, let the body lead the way and chewing your food until it's ready to swallow. So how does that help benefit the body? Because I usually, I eat food really fast and I didn't know that it has a serious impact on the body. Oh, well, um, the first phase of digestion happens in your mouth with the saliva mixing with the food. And um, if you want to get the full nutritional benefit out of food, you will chew it thoroughly. Also, uh, there is something, there's something about the pleasure of eating uh, showing up for the pleasure of that physical experience, that sensual experience of eating, or the sensual experience of taking a bath, or the sensual ex- experience of taking a walk on the beach, just being there with your senses. So when you're eating, it's a sense of taste, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're um, out walking, it could be your, your sense of vision, you know, seeing the light play on the leaves. But showing up in that way is a, is a way of savoring all of life. And I've often said, what if you got to the end of your life and you realized that you'd never been there? I mean, there, 100%. So one way of uh, being there is to chew your food and enjoying the, 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 the flavors and, and uh, being in that moment of, of partaking of uh, nutrition, 100%. That's definitely a great suggestion as... Nutrition has a great, a huge impact on your body and just to be able to listen to that, be aware of it and constantly, if you're constantly paying attention to it on a daily basis, I'm sure that over a year that attention, that awareness can have a huge improvement on your body and I'm sure as you've mentioned before, your inner knowing and your emotional state will also be affected by that positive change in physical, in your physical state and awareness. But you yes. did talk a lot about how you can listen to the body and how it's something that by doing so you can change significantly many things in your life. I was wondering what are some effect impacts that you've seen by when people decide or are able to be more aware of their own bodies and be conscious of the changes and the messages that their body is telling them. What do you see well, changes in their life? Well, one of the things that I think is really important is that, is that in relationship to other people, uh, the body really is like a tuning fork. We pick up all sorts of information that doesn't loop through our head at all. Uh, scientists are now 
you know, actually measuring that we respond a lot to what we get in our gut. Our gut feelings really are something substantive. So being in your body and paying attention to these messages or this information that's coming means that you can then respond more accurately and keep your boundaries in place so that you're not overwhelmed by uh, somebody else or even the the news on TV. You know, like you really need to have your boundaries in place uh, and, uh, you know, listening to your body will really help you do that. So most people, People are judgmental of how they look and they do not ultimately love themselves. So how do we eliminate these criticisms? Like what is the breaking point of um, knowing whether something is wrong with your body or not? Because there's a lot of insecurities that people are going through. How do they know that if it's a bad or a good sign from the body? Well, I think that, I think that listening to that, that a conversation that you have inside your head, you may be presenting yourself on Facebook or, or, you know, to the world as being somebody who's like really confident and feels good about themselves, but that sort of private conversation that you have with yourself is somewhat negative and turning, disciplining yourself to turning that into a positive. That's probably the kindest thing that you could do for yourself and your body. Uh, our body image is so skewed uh, uh, askew, uh, we don't really have a good concept of, you know, of how we look. We, we compare ourselves to everyone else instead of what, really making sure that we feel good. And we know some elements, some ways to feel good, and that's, you know, to get the sleep we need, to get the uh, exercise we need, to get the food that we need, to get the creative stimulation that we need, to feel the love or get the love that we need to giving and, and receive the love that we need, that, that's what nurtures our body and makes us feel really good. That conversation that goes inside, inside the head can be very destructive. And unfortunately, we also project that onto other people. So making sure that we don't walk down the street or go into the, you know, the, a restaurant or, or, or into a classroom and, you know, like, and have a negative thought about somebody else's body. Right. I think self-image is a huge topic these days and the, for the past decade or so, especially for teens, on how they can improve that. And we have a lot of education in school about how we can improve our self-image, except there's still so much going on that affects our ability to really love ourselves. But before we did yeah. end this conversation today, I wanted to, I really wanted to ask this question so you've been giving us so many tips, basically a self by step-by-step procedure on how to really pay more attention to ourselves, to our bodies. And if you and this book is considered a guide, what is the destination? What is our goal in trying to pay close attention to our bodies? I think, I think that the goal is what I said earlier about really showing up for life, showing up for like all the, the, the the, the expansive wonder of it all, the love, the, the sensual pleasure, the creativity, the um, experience of, uh, of being alive. And if we, don't, if we don't show up for it, then it just passes us by. Definitely. So that would be the we, have to love, 
Yes, definitely. We have to love ourselves ultimately. And that's really what I gained from this conversation. And this was an insightful discussion on learning how to understand your body's wisdom and how to react to our body's changes. And unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. But we'll be here after the break. Be sure to check out Anne at www.annetoadhunterbroad.com as well as her wonderful work at www.bodywisdomforlife.com. I'm Siri Paninja. And I'm Katie too. Find more information about our show at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Make sure to follow Be The Star You Are and express yourself at www.bethestarur.org to support our show and find more segments like this. I'm Katie Chu, and again, during the break, be sure to check out our 501c3 Literacy and Positive Medium charity at bethestarur.org, as well as visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information. When we come back, we'll be returning to our discussion on kindness. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Katie Chu on Express Yourself, and today's theme is the gift of kindness. And I'm Siri Panindra. In this last segment, we'll be ending this remarkable discussion on the gift of kindness with Express Yourself reporter Jovan Hundel and his segment on World Watch. With that, let's welcome him on the show today. Hey, Jovan. Hey, everyone. Uh, it's been a little while, but I'm happy to be returning to Express Yourself after a few weeks for such an exciting theme. Um, so there's a lot of ways to, you know, kind of take a discussion on kindness. But I decided that for this edition of my segment, World Watch, kind of keeping in line with that whole world theme, um, I talk about diplomacy. So diplomacy, I feel, is analogous to kindness in that it is a way to promote peace, cooperation, and, well, kindness to one another. Diplomacy is a hugely important construct that can be used as a label for a lot of different interactions. So sometimes people who are able to be quite persuasive in everyday conversations with each other, sometimes that's called diplomatic. But the term most um, commonly is most commonly associated with foreign relations. So world leaders and ambassadors negotiating resolutions to important issues. Um, that's the situation that probably most prominently jumps into our head when we hear the word diplomacy. 
Oh, we think of diplomats diffusing crises across the globe and averting needless bloodshed in the process. However, diplomacy isn't usually as glamorous as that. Um, change is a long, slow process, and there are undoubtedly dozens of people working to find solutions to decades-long conflicts in, let's say, Israel and Palestine, the Korean Peninsula, Sudan, and also uh, any revolutionary sentiments or hotbeds in Scotland, Northern Ireland, Quebec and Canada, and Punjab and India. These people may never actually see huge breakthroughs in their lifetimes, but their efforts to lay the groundwork to eventual peaceful solutions will always be remembered. And at the same time, there are some huge diplomatic successes that will be celebrated for years to come that bear mention. And so I thought I'd kind of dedicate this segment to talking about that. Um, so in modern times, I think the shining example, the apex, the paragon, what all diplomacy should aspire to be, um, would be the Camp David Accords in 1978. So if we just kind of go back and get some context, so the Camp David Accords, you're coming off of, I don't even know, 30 plus years of outward tension between Israel and the Palestinian people, and that itself is coming off of millennia of fighting. And so you have a huge hotbed for global terrorism and for just civilian killings, all that sort of stuff. That's all happening in the Israel-Palestinian era. So area, sorry, I mean, on the West Bank, the Gaza Strip, all that. So you have thousands of people dying. Um, but what happens in 1978 is we see the Israeli leader, forgive my pronunciation, um, Prime Minister Begin, as well as the Egyptian President Anwar Sadat. So Jimmy Carter brings him over to Camp David, which is either in Maryland or Virginia, don't know which one. But um, they're able to hammer out a compromise in which Egypt becomes the very first major Arab nation to formalize relations with Israel. And so this is a huge turning point. What happens is now the Israeli people can, you know, sleep a little better at night, knowing that their position in the world is a little more secure. Um, the Egyptian people can hopefully think that, you know, they have been working towards a more peaceful future where thousands of civilians won't be killed because you are coming off of the Yom Kippur War, which thousands of people on both sides of the conflict, including tons of civilians, did die. So what happens now is when we see Egypt um, diplomatically decide to sign the Camp David Accords with Jimmy Carter and the Israeli Prime Minister, then that's a huge milestone. But the problem here is that Anwar Sadat, the Egyptian president, when he comes home to Egypt, now he's being vilified by people within his country as well as people all across the Arabian Peninsula. So what happens is now um, Egypt gets suspended from the Arab League with all their... And these are their closest allies that are now kind of turning on them a little bit. Um, but what we've seen in the long run is that even though it was an extremely unpopular decision, even two years later, the president of Egypt, Anwar Sadat, actually got assassinated by people who started hating him because he signed this Camp David Accords. So there's a huge monumental sacrifice on his part. But what we saw was a leader deciding that, you know, it's time to do the right thing and work towards peace. So even if you have problems with the whole politics of the entire um, situation in the Middle East, it's, you can't necessarily deny the fact that that did bring us 
somewhat closer to peace. And so it's, it kind of reminds me of John F., President John F. Kennedy's famous book, Profiles in Courage. So in Profiles in Courage, he's talking about politicians who put their careers on the line to do what they thought was right. And I think um, the Egyptian president here was a huge example of that, especially considering the fact that he did get assassinated for it in the end. Um, just kind of moving on, I think, to other uh, great diplomatic successes. One of them isn't even just one single success, but it's just a continued career of success, is former German Chancellor Otto von Bismarck. So in the latter half of the 19th century, Bismarck was able to unite um, multiple German and Prussian states into what we now know as Germany. And so he was able to do a lot of this without bloodshed, some of it you know, did cause bloodshed, but the vast majority of it was done peacefully. And he was remarkably able to ensure that this new nation would remain stable. So that's, a you know, obviously a huge problem for any burgeoning nation to actually be able to remain stable economically. And what he also did was on the world stage, he made Germany, he got them up there next to the UK and France in terms of technological prowess as well as political prowess and he started um, acquiring new lands across the globe and kind of really putting himself out on a pedestal, Germany up on a pedestal with these other nations. And so yeah, I just thought diplomacy would be an interesting little topic to talk about for kindness in this show and I hope you all enjoyed it. Wow, that was indeed a great recap of some of the prominent historical diplomatic events that occurred between different countries in the world. And I could understand that it's important to manage these international relations. And I'm sure that there are many diplomatic events that took place in the recent past. Can you educate us on some of the modern, the recent diplomatic events that took place? Yeah, of course. You know, there's a lot of these like sort of smaller scale um, diplomatic successes across the globe that we might not hear about as often, but they're definitely still out there. You know, a big one is just a few months ago, actually, um, Greece and Macedonia signed this deal that could hopefully put an end to decades of Greece pushing to stop Macedonia from joining NATO, from joining um, these intergovernmental organizations because of just their name, because the name Macedonia means a lot to the Greek people because of Alexander the Great's reign. And so they were able to sign a deal, though, and now the Macedonian people are going to vote on this and see if this is something they want to pursue. They would end up changing their name to North Macedonia. Um, and another big one is in Africa, actually, Eritrea and Ethiopia. They've had wars. They've had thousands of soldiers, thousands of civilians killed. Yet now right. when a new leader came over in Ethiopia, now we're seeing um, huge successes on that front and their, their foreign relations are at an all-time high. And one Definitely. final big one, U.S. and Cuba just a few years ago. Right. I mean, there are so many examples of diplomacy and peaceful, um, peaceful relations after a lot of work. And dip diplomacy has so much to do with kindness, especially with the respect and the acknowledgement that's involved. But... That was really a great segment. Thank you so much, Joven, for such a phenomenal discussion on kindness and a wonderful show today. With that, however, it is sadly time to say farewell. We give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Starry R, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Katie Chu. And I'm Siri Panindra. 
You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be generous, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself